0: Hello, I'm Evan Novi williams And I'm Michael Barr. Scott is away today, headed down to Miami for the Super Bowl. Lucky guy, so he's MIA. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore the big many issues in the world of sports today. We're talking NFL. And we've said it before. Two years ago, critics wondered if the league had peaked. And then in 2019, and right now. It's hotter than ever. Evan, you have a great story on this today. Fill everyone in on the numbers.
1: Yeah, I feel like every year, kind of heading into the Super Bowl, we take a step back and look at the health of the NFL's business. And you're right. A couple of years ago, you know, things were on a little bit, a little bit of a shaky ground. The, the 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 debate over Colin Kaepernick meant the NFL was getting criticism from both sides. Concussions seemed to be, you know, a top of mind for a lot of uh, football fans and non football fans. Uh, and and there was, you know, if, if you remember, there was a Kind of an emergency meeting in October 2017 in New York here between NFL owners, between NFL players, NFL stakeholders, essentially saying, guys, you know, how do we fix this? President Donald Trump is criticizing us every time, uh, every weekend, it feels like. Um, And now, you know, flash forward two years a lot of those criticisms have essentially disappeared from 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 public conversation, at least on a mass scale. And it comes at a perfect time for the league. They're renegotiating their you know billion dollar TV deals, um, and as you know, the media world fractures, as we've talked about before. Uh, it makes NFL rights even more valuable.
0: I always wonder about football, and it goes in you know, anything goes in cycles, uh, but especially now. I mean, one, you have a Super Bowl with two exciting teams you probably have the most exciting quarterback in the league Patrick Mahomes uh for the Kansas City Chiefs who is going to be in the game up against the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo everybody's talking about it and, and you can't help but uh, to be excited about this big game
1: yeah and i think that's a it's a great point because if you i also think about you know my thoughts on football 2 years ago one of my biggest questions was you know when the Manning brothers are gone, when Tom Brady is gone, when when Drew Brees is gone, when Aaron Rodgers is gone, these guys are aging up. Who is? Who are the next stars? Sports is entertainment. Obviously, it's 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 a star driven thing. Who are going to be the next stars? And it really feels like. The NFL, at least right now, seems to have answers for those that question. Lamar Jackson lit the league on fire. He's he's super exciting. Patrick Mahomes, who you mentioned, you know, another player who you know who he could have a long career, long very successful career, and, and fans seem to love him. Jimmy Garoppolo, the other quarterback who you mentioned, uh, also a young quarterback who who people seem to be taking to. So it does feel as though the NFL seems to have answered that question about who is next when these 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 aging quarterbacks all disappear.
0: You're gonna watch the ants.
1: I'm going to, yeah. I won't say that I'm too excited about it. This this process now, where all the ads get released, I think that's ahead a mistake. of time. I don't
0: I don't like that.
1: I, I mean, I'm sure there's numbers that say you get more buzz if people can talk about it on Twitter. I, you know, Mr. Peanut, you know the that Mr. Peanut ad um, that was trending on Twitter a couple days ago. Uh, so you know, there, there's certainly some buzz that comes with releasing your ad early, um, but. Yeah, I, I feel like the it, it ruins the surprise in some ways. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I mean, I one of the things people, I, the casual NFL fan, I won't even say NFL fan, the casual viewer, back in the day, but like, ooh, I want to see what the Super Bowl ads are going to be, and there would be the debut right there. But now, like you said, if you can see it before the game, what's the point?
1: Yeah, and you know, given all that, and you know, going back to the, the conversation we started here, it all kind of ties together. You know, Super Bowl ads are getting more expensive, right? A record price over five million dollars this year for a, for a thirty second spot. Uh, so just to underscore, kind of, you know, how important the NFL is to its partners. You know, the 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 ads, but the ad dollars that people are willing to spend continues to go up, and that means that when Roger Goodell sits across from Eric Shanks, when he sits across from Sean McManus, when he sits across from the people at at these networks and also, you know, Jeff Bezos at Amazon or, you know, whoever's maybe negotiating for for Apple or for Google, um, he has that, you know, that leverage uh, and that's a huge quiver for them.
0: Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people smarter than I, <laughs> ad executives, are saying, look, Darren Stevens, we we knew what the deal was when we released this early, and I guess there's a purpose for it. So there you we'll go. see what'll happen. Uh, speaking of big money, and this is another reason why I think the NFL continues to grow and grow. When it comes to the Super Bowl, this is the biggest year ever for betting. The American Gaming Association says a record 26 million adults I could be one of those, uh, are expected to <laughs> wager on the game after six states legalized sports betting in the past year.
1: Yeah, this is an interesting one. So every year the AGA, the American Gaming Association, they put out these numbers. Uh, $6.8 billion is the estimate for for what's going to be wagered. Uh, in the US on the Super Bowl and that includes you know your office pools those those boxes that people pass around it includes it includes legal gambling um, like you may do in in New Jersey or in or in Pennsylvania on, on one of the legal operators there and it also includes you know your bookie at the bar or your your illegal offshore book so this is their attempt to put a whole number on it it's not an incredibly scientific uh, number but you know it does kind of show uh, where things are right now for gambling. And, and of that, uh, of those 26 million that you mentioned that are going to be gambling on it, uh, 4 million are going to do it at a brick and mortar sports book you know that's up 25% from last year mm-hmm. uh, and 5 million are going to do it mobily uh, at an operator that has you know its own mobile site uh, that's up 19% so you know the, we're at least seeing some of the growth on the legal side obviously um, that that is happening because of the supreme court decision two years ago and you know this process by which we have now at now at 14 states that have have legal gambling
0: right and i should add too that because of that it has generated more than 140 million dollars in Tax revenue ever since the U.S. Supreme Court lifted the federal ban on sports betting in 2018. And someone asked me, uh, wh- "Where do you see sports betting going in the future?" I know uh, it sounds like a general question, but it's a very good question. And someone said, "Well, will it move like a glacier?" And I said, "It's going to probably move on the fast track. I think in <laughs> 10 years, about half of the United States will be." Somehow betting uh, with sports,
1: yeah, and we're kind of in this this nascent period right now where so much of the money that these operators are spending is on customer acquisition, you know, because they're it's still early stages and everyone's trying to get more people in these states where they're operating to 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 bet with them versus their competitors, and at some point. That kind of ratio of money spent on customer acquisition versus spent on on, on uh, innovation is going to shift a little bit. And I think at some point we're going to see this push, and we may already be seeing it already, uh, where companies are going to maybe focus a little less on advertising and just getting their name out there, and maybe a little bit more on doing more innovative things around sports gambling and trying to differentiate themselves from their competitors that way. So you're right. I think we're going to see the pace of innovation pick up significantly As the market matures and as we get more states on board.
0: And we have a significant deal today in the sports media and gambling arena. Barstool Sports has agreed to sell a 36% stake in the company to casino operator Penn National Gaming.
1: Yeah, the valuation on Barstool on this, $450 million. How come we didn't um, think of something yeah. like this? <laughs> this is, I mean, it's all, you know, so many of the topics today are all interconnected. But this is a deal that happens because the Supreme Court legalized uh, or allowed states to legalize sports betting two years ago you know the Barstool's valuation and Barstool originated you know to 2003 when Dave Portnoy started this as a you know a paper like an actual physical paper it was all gambling uh, and Barstool has done a great job uh media wise in in kind of cultivating its audience and and the the overlap between Barstool readers/listeners and sports gamblers from what i've been told is uh is a very strong Correlation, uh, but this is a deal. Obviously, Penn National is a gaming company. This is a deal and a valuation that happens just because everybody thinks that sports gambling is going to continue to grow and continue to become, you know, a multi-billion-dollar industry.
0: See, we could put something together. You know, business of sports in, <laughs> along with Bart's Casino, we could put this together, man. Could and, you, and do Could something. you be
1: a tout for us, Michael? I'll I'll
0: be anything, man. <laughs> when you're talking hundreds of millions of dollars,
1: yeah. But. And and barstool is a fascinating one, you know, because you know there's obviously a lot of controversy around it. You know, Dave Portnoy, who is the is the founder and and the most popular. You know the most popular personality there as well. You know they have some sketchy history. They, he and and some others have said some 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 uh, some bad things about women. You know they they just recently had a had a kerfuffle over you know their the the labor tirade that he went on last year. It turns out that Barstool had created a fake social media account to pretend to be a union that was maybe helping uh, start a labor movement within within the company. Uh, so there's some sketchiness there, and, and I know that some of the companies that looked at it were maybe a little concerned about that, um, but... You know, this is a you know 136 million the pen is putting in right now uh, to buy stake away from Churnin Group, which was the only investor I think ever in Barstool. Uh, this is a massive valuation, and I think there's a lot of other smaller media companies out there who are thinking, "Man, there's a big opportunity for us in the market now." Given that Barstool just set the bar that high.
0: Finally, Evan, I want to talk about some of the luxury packages we're seeing in Miami for the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> a private jet service, a personal butler. Yeah, this goes on and on.
1: Yeah, what I mean, what do we got? Give me the give me the big ones.
0: Oh, well, you can have dinner with Rob Gunkrowski, the former Patriot star. And that's on the cheap end, there's a package. How, mu- how much is that? Uh, that is an average of around maybe twenty dollars
1: to $35,000. To have dinner with
0: Rob Gronkowski? Be- well, it comes with the Super Bowl tickets. Okay, okay. Game, whatever. Ooh, I was about to say. But if you want the ridiculous end, there's one package that includes a four-day cruise around the Caribbean on a private yacht after the game for $720,000.
1: Whoa. Who's the service? Is that... NFL on location who's who is well, uh, uh, offering I,
0: that? I think part of that is location experiences. Wow. Uh they they are part of the uh the, the package this year in Atlanta. Now, they have a package where they're selling for about in that range, about up to $35,000. So you get the game tickets, you get a pre-game party and a show with Darius Rucker and a chance to mingle with football legends like Dan Marino. And Marcus Allen. I wouldn't mind
1: that. There you go. And we don't have to rehash NFL On Location Experiences, you know, a company that just sold recently. Uh, but this is the vision that the NFL had when it invested in the company, using its own IP and its own events and doing things around those events to sell very, very expensive uh, luxury packages and the Super Bowl is not the only place they do it, but it's probably the place where where you see it flexed the most. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have that kind of money I will not be uh, I will not be on the yacht for four days after the uh, after the Super Bowl.
0: I love the way they describe this uh, other blingiest packages uh, it includes uh, VIP tables to the Maxim magazine party where the chain smokers will perform on a private island. Yeah, it's around twenty thousand dollars, unless you want to grab eleven of your closest friends and hitch a ride on a private helicopter for sixty five thousand dollars. Mm. Uh, you can also hang out uh, at a swanky hotel, South Beach, offering ooh, my goodness, one point five million dollars in this package for twenty. That includes airfare, game tickets, a private butler, lodging at ten oceanfront homes, a private dinner, and a personal guru. A
1: personal guru. What the Sam Hill is that, man? Ooh, guru? Oh, man. Um, yeah. I've never well, heard that before. Yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> I'll be at home eating Doritos.
1: <laughs> Without uh, your personal guru. Yeah. <laughs> well, that would
0: be Mrs. Barr, but that's another story. <laughs> uh, this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Michael Barr along with Eben Novi Williams.
1: We're here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with the biggest and brightest in the sports business world.
0: You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world and online wherever you get your podcast.